everyone, it's Maria Recruit here from All Things Real Estate, and guess where I am? I'm in Clubhouse on Friday night at 8.30 on April the 16th, 2021, and I am here um, interviewing lovely Amanda Dahl. And Amanda Dahl is the Vice President of the Team Borum at Keller Williams in Tampa Bay, Florida, one of my favorite spots. She was first introduced into real estate in 2015 with a background of over 12 years of hospitality and hotel management. Well, I'm in the short-term rental business, Amanda. I have a bed and breakfast and cottage rental in uh, Niagara Falls, Canada. In the last six years, she played a leading role in taking Team Borum from 8 million to 70 million, my God, that's impressive, and two team members to over 18 team members and counting. In addition to her role with the team, she also coaches real estate agents and operations admin within the Keller Williams family, teach Keller Williams University courses across the country, wow, and run an admin ops mastermind. And, um, in 2020, she launched the Keller Williams Young Professional South Florida Region Chapter in Tampa Bay as the Vice President, and she also joined the National Association of Real Estate Support Professionals and served on the Board of Directors. And she is dedicated, and I know she's dedicated, because I've been in one of her rooms on uh, Clubhouse, and I was very, very impressed by her. That's why I wanted her to be my guest on my radio show. Uh, she, she's elevating her peers through masterminding and speaking to them about failing forward. Her journey in leadership and leading by example. Her passion for succeeding through others has been the driving force of her success in real estate, and it's what motivates her to help people become the best version of themselves. And it's my pleasure to have you, Amanda. Thank you very much. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. Well, you know what? I, I, uh, I, as I said, I was in one of your rooms, then I went and found you on Facebook, then I went and found you on Instagram, and I thought, you know, I'd love to have that lady, um, you know, on my radio show that she can share her wealth of information. And I know you're you're very good um, on Clubhouse. I thought you might be able to give some tips for anyone who's in real estate, whether they're a real estate agent or an investor, of how they can best utilize Clubhouse. So for now, let's talk a little bit more about yourself, Amanda. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just like my bio said, I got into real estate in March of 2015, and I come from a background of host and hospitality management. I, uh, I worked for a management company that had Marriott, Hilton's, Aloft Starwoods, and I grew that corporate ladder very quickly. And I found myself um, really at a ceiling. And I was ready for a change. I'm actually from a small town in Alabama, Mobile. Mm -hmm. And so back in 2010, I was ready for a change and ready for a move. So I moved over to Tampa Bay and attempted the hotel management piece one more time. Um, and and honestly, I just I'd reached the ceiling and I was ready to do something different. So I, I worked with a startup company that did software development for about four years, and again reached another ceiling. Um, and I could start to see a pattern. I was moving uh, in directions where I was reaching a ceiling, and there was no more room for growth. Wow. I'm definitely somebody who is um, uh, motivated by growth. I'm very learning-based. Mm -hmm. And so I, I started looking for other opportunities, and I came across a Craigslist ad, 
and they had all the right words in it. And lo and behold, there was an, a real estate agent who had grit and hunger, and he was looking for an executive assistant, so somebody who could build out the operation side of his business. So I joined him in March of 2015, mm -hmm. and... Uh, the rest is history. <laughs> wow. So, so you know what? This is wonderful to hear a woman that's that's reaching, you know, going past the glass ceilings. That, that I, I, you know, like to think that you have reached your pinnacle and then you're looking for something else. And you're so, and, and it seems to me you're very young. By your picture, you look very young and you sound very young. So kudos to you. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. Wow. Yeah, wow. thank you. And I think a lot of people encounter that. So I am. I'm, I'm 34 years old. I turned 34 in November. God bless you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, at the time I was uh, 27 when I reached my ceiling in hotels. Okay. And then I spent four years with this other company. And or, I'm sorry, I was 25. Mm -hmm. No, 23. Okay. And then oh, at 27... <laughs> Yeah, at 27, I reached my second ceiling, and I'm like, man, this, I got to find something that I just have an opportunity, really, where where there's no ceiling mm -hmm. of achievement. Mm -hmm. I can just keep growing and growing. So, real estate happened to be that vessel. Wow. And are you finding that you're achieving it through, through real estate? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, as I said, in 2015, um, I joined him as his executive assistant mm -hmm. with no experience in real estate. And um, when I joined him, it was in my agreement that I would get licensed in my first six months. Mm -hmm. So I got licensed in the state of Florida. Okay. And over the past six years, I have leveraged myself out of all the day-to-day task roles. So I leveraged myself out of the listings management position and replaced myself, then transaction management, then marketing. And then I was at a point where I was a director of operations and overseeing that side of the business. And just this last year, I replaced myself there and I was the vice president. And now this year I've taken the role of CEO. Oh so now my. I run our entire organization. Oh my goodness. So where do you see this taking you then? Because you've reached so many ceilings now. Well, where do you see yourself going from here? Well, in July, I will become partner mm -hmm. um, in our real estate team, which is very cool. So I will have ownership in our team. And, um, you know, it's something that really excites me because when I joined our team owner, Jeff, um, we've built this organization over the last six years together. It used to be he and I back to back mm -hmm. in a little shoebox of an office. Yeah. And now we take up half of our brokerage with our team. So um, this is something that I've put my blood, sweat, and tears into. It is absolutely my team as much as it is his. Mm -hmm. And so having ownership in this team, you know, it, it's, it's the next step for yes. us. Sure. And now I really get to lead our organization and pour back into our agents, mm -hmm. um, you know, our mission statement for our real estate team is creating opportunity in real estate for everyone. Yeah. And that's truly, truly what I want to do. I want to develop several millionaires in our organization, and I want to teach them about wealth building that's really going to change future generations. Um, so in, in the real estate team is, uh, you know, it's the bread and butter of all of that. So last year we bought into a title company, mm -hmm. and so we'll have wow. several other arms. We're working mm -hmm. on an investment arm right now so that we can invest as an organization. So there will be several opportunities from this real estate team, yet I can't see an end in sight, mm -hmm. and that is extremely exciting to me because for the first time in my life, 
whatever I want to do, I can do. Yeah, I, I agree. With real estate, there's so many possibilities. I've been a real estate investor since 2000, so that's 21 years. And I mean, that it never ends, right? You can do it, it whatever you want. Myself, I've just remained an investor, and I purchase, and I, and I manage my own properties, which is just all I want to do anyway. That's enough for me. Plus, I do other things like my media and my radio shows and pretty soon TV and all of that. So that's for me. But, but you're right. With real estate, there's so many possibilities that people don't even think about or don't even know about. Very exciting. So are you investing yourself or you've decided not to go that route? No. So I did own two homes. Mm -hmm. um, I actually, when I joined Jeff in March of 2015, I was going through my first real estate transaction. Uh -huh. And at the time I was married. Yeah. Um, and so then in that marriage, we sold and purchased another home. And then, um, so I own two homes. Uh, he and I own two homes together. Mm -hmm. And then this year, for the first time, I'm working on my first flip, actually. It's almost done with construction. Excellent. So this is the first time actually investing, yeah. So there's definitely way more of that in my future, for sure. For sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Good for you. Good for you. So are you basically uh, staying in one state, in one area of the state? Is that what you're pretty much doing? So... Right now, we are in the greater Tampa Bay area, mm -hmm. and our team, we have a real estate team, like I said, and it's grown in more of an organic way than the typical real estate team. Uh -huh. um, we cover uh, six counties that are in our area, and that's like massive ground. And so we've got agents that reside in these different areas, yet they're still part of what we would call our hub office. Mm -hmm. So we're just a big organization that covers a lot of ground and yet our goal is to dominate the whole state of Florida. Oh wonderful. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I have no doubt. You're gonna you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. Excellent. Excellent. So um, tell us about what's going on in real estate down in your neck of the woods. Yeah, so everybody considers Florida paradise. Uh, and then, you know, to add to that, we're also the retirement capital of the country. Mm -hmm. So everybody wants to be living in Florida. And um, with the hot market that we're in, I mean, it's been crazy. Our pipelines go pages and pages with buyers. Mm -hmm. um, and there really hasn't been any inventory like the rest of the country. So oh, wow. um, we are very much a listings focused team. Mm -hmm. So we're always lead generating for listings. And so it's really boots to the ground now and being really creative on matching people up so when we get a listing do we have a buyer that's in our pipeline for them mm -hmm. um, and, and doubling and tripling down in our efforts so we're a team that is not only database focused but we're prospecting enhanced mm -hmm. so we do the typical FISBOs, expires, withdrawns, um, circle prospecting, door knocking, open houses so there's really not a lead generation lever that we don't do mm -hmm. in addition to that we do um radio we do tons of marketing we do both uh you know uh the typical geographic like flyer paper marketing yeah. we also do uh advertising and marketing online um and so i mean it's really just all hands on deck and doubling and tripling down on those efforts to find people who want to take advantage of this hot market and sell their home mm -hmm. The, I would say the, the common objection that we've run into the most in this market is, well, I would love to sell my home and where am I going to move, right? Yeah, it's true. Um, so we've had to be really creative and strategic about how we're helping people, um, you know, uh, 
really secure a location to go to or get creative about where they would go so that they can still take advantage of the market and sell. And then, of course, looking to pair people up when we can. Mm -hmm. And and where are you finding, like, what kind of buyers are you getting? Are these first-time buyers? Are these speculators? Are they foreign buyers? Like, uh, you know, who is entering your marketplace that's, that's taking up so much of the inventory? Yeah, I'll tell you, it's a whole lot of relocating to the area. Um, My theory is COVID happened and people were in lockdown in their homes Mm -hmm. and they realized very quickly that they would never want to be locked down there again. (laughs) They want a bigger house with more space because that's what we're getting a lot of when we're doing these buyer consultations. It's like, we need a bonus room or we need two offices. So it's a lot of upgrading Mm -hmm. locally and a lot of relocating because with Florida, you know, I laugh and and joke, uh, you know, lightheartedly, of course. And yet I feel like we were a little bit more like the wild child of this pandemic. We shut down for about two, two and a half weeks in our area. And then it was really back to business as usual with masks and safety precautions, of course. And so for us, I think people were like, oh my gosh, Florida's open and Mm -hmm. they don't have to be locked in and we don't want to be stuck in a state where we're locked in and we can't do anything. So a lot of people considered relocating. So we're dealing with a lot of people from out of state. We're dealing with a lot of people um, that are looking to upgrade their homes because they want a bigger space. Mm -hmm. So I would say those are are probably the two biggest categories in our buyer pipeline right now. For sure. And what do you think is going to happen? Like, I mean, like this is what's happening here in Ontario, Canada. We are in full lockdown. Um, Actually, we're going to be on full lockdown until May the 20th. It was supposed to be only up until the end of the month, uh, end of April. But now because the numbers are are escalating again with COVID, there's going to be complete lockdown until May the 20th. Um, So so, now is there a reason why you're not in full lockdown in Florida? That's a great question. I I think at that at this point it's uh, it's really state by state, and and our our governor was just like, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put precautions in place, and I mean there are so many there are so many businesses down here. I mean this is a tourist location. Mm-hmm. This is a vacation location. There are tons of restaurants and places that like they just weren't surviving. So they had to find a way Mm -hmm. to open back up and still keep it safe for the public. And, you know, we just, we just had the higher powers say, this is what we're going to do and we're going to roll out a plan for it. And that's how it's going to be. And and are you, are they talking about how many people are going to the hospital actually and, and who it's affecting like they do over here? No, we we definitely were for a while, and I think when when the administration changed, Mm -hmm. that died down a little bit. You know, you're not seeing in the news anymore, really, the numbers and where they're at, and and the vaccines, you know, they rolled out to Mm -hmm. all the hospitals. I'll tell you, you know, we just had Soup Bowl here, and they were very, very, very smart with the way that they did that. They only... Uh, I think that stadium fits like 60 or 70,000. I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. Yet they only sold 20,000 tickets. Okay. And 10,000 of them they actually gave away to medical or uh, hospital or the medical field professionals who were vaccinated. Wonderful. So half of that stadium was filled with people who already had the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So it was very safe and we were still able to have an entire Super Bowl here 
and it, it completely worked out. Fantastic. Good. Well, that, that, that's good to hear, right? Because we're seeing it rising in all of Canada, all the provinces, but I don't hear very much, um, you know, in the States anymore, as, as much as we used to hear about it. So um, I think I think it affects different countries and different states and provinces, you know, depending on what, where the people are going and how they're mixing with each other. Because I noticed certainly after Easter, that's when we got the, the, you know, the numbers rising again because so many people have come down this way and they just mingle with each other, whether it's with masks or not with masks. And that's why the numbers got scaled up again, you know, because people no, were, we're still. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's OK. Go ahead. I was going to say, no, we're still very much like masks are required in public areas um, and tables are still spaced apart, seating still spaced apart. Um, yet, you know, we have a very, especially in my location where I'm at, we have a very um, big senior population and there's a lot of like assisted living facilities mm -hmm. yeah. that are here in our area. And when, um, when the state, actually when the country first went into lockdown, um, these people, like it was heartbreaking because even some people on our team, they had uh, parents or grandparents that were in these facilities and you couldn't visit, you couldn't mm -hmm. see them. Mm -hmm. And they weren't able to see, like I, I had a an agent on my team who couldn't see her grandmother for four months. Oh and they just wave at each yeah. other through a window. So yeah. when they rolled out the vaccination, it was, or sorry, with the vaccine, they, um, they rolled it out to the seniors first. Mm -hmm. And that's a large, large amount of people in our area. Yes. And then they worked it down. So I think first it was like 60 and above, and then it went to 50 and above. And now I think they're, they're in the, the 40 or anyone under mm -hmm. 50, I think now. Um, so th they rolled it out strategically as well. Yet, you know, there there haven't been any crazy reports or anything well, that, that I'm aware of. Good. Well, good for you. I'm glad. I'm glad. It certainly has helped your business, right? <laughs> it certainly has helped your business. But, you know, having, yes. well, having said that, I mean, the business here hasn't stopped because of the COVID. It's gone crazier. Like, I mean, there's so many speculators coming in now, and um, it's uh, they're playing the real estate like a stock market, right? Because, I mean, like I, I'm a very uh, conservative investor, but uh, the people are coming out, and, and they're, they're paying sometimes by, and you'll appreciate this, Amanda, $500,000 more over asking. Think about that. Oh, yeah. Or more. Is that happening down oh, yeah. there, too? Well, so let me tell you, in our area, the median home price is $249,000. Okay. So for us, anything above, you know, yeah. 500 yes. is considered like upper level or into luxury. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I'll tell you, though, in the last six months, I mean, we closed a transaction that was 101000 over asking yeah. price. Yeah. We closed another one that was 50000 over asking. We were negotiating one this afternoon where the buyer's going to offer, I think, I think the highest offer we got out of the listing agent was... Um, 60 over and this buyer was willing to pay 2500 on top of that just to make sure they won the offer oh waiving goodness. inspections waiving yeah. contingencies yeah. paying we're a title state so mm -hmm. paying for the title insurance and, and allowing you know the seller to still pick the title company like they're I mean there's they're throwing in their dogs <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> I know it's, it's, I get it it's really crazy um, so yeah so not quite as crazy as you I have some friends that are in the, the Canada market in yeah. Ontario and um um, it's not it's not as crazy as that because you all are a much higher price point than yes. we are. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely absolutely seeing that. I will tell you though because we work with a lot of relocation. Mm -hmm. um, like we we were virtual before COVID. Okay. We would do buyer consults virtually. We would do uh, home tours 
virtually. People would buy houses sight unseen. Um, we have a lot of military in our area, too, because we have um, an Air Force base that's right here, mm -hmm. about 20 minutes from my house. Yeah. So we get a lot of military in this area as well. So there's a lot of situations where we have people doing uh, virtual um, transactions and, and buying houses uh, sight unseen. Yeah. And so because of that, we were very much prepared for this. So that didn't really change much for us. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. So do you see this continuing for the rest of this year? That's a great question. I, I like to preface this with saying I don't have a crystal ball. And, <laughs> I know, I know I you mean, don't. <laughs> the reality is what goes up must come down. I know. And I, mean, yeah. I would have said three months ago we are literally at the tip of the iceberg mm -hmm. and it, it continued to stay mm -hmm. hot. Yeah. Like I said when we started this, we are in a slower market than we were 30 days ago. Yeah. So my, And, you know, there are a lot of people that have been in default for a while now mm -hmm. and, like, they're going to have to make some decisions mm -hmm. and I think we're going to see a lot of short sales coming on the market. Um, I, I think we're going to see a lot of, um, you know, people that are, that are pretty desperate because they have to get out of their situations. Yes. Um, uh, so we'll see. I, I don't know how it can continue on much longer mm -hmm. and yet I am absolutely no expert. That's for sure. Yeah. That's the way I see it too. Right. I mean, how, how much more can you continue this foolishness? And so I don't know in your case, in your state, but here, uh, there, the, the government will, will put down certain, um, um, ways of stopping this, like they consider all this kind of crazy, right? So they're going to be raising the interest rates, and they're probably going to be taxing people a different way if they continue to, to speculate or if they, if it's not their primary residence, but they want to do them into rentals or, or that they are actual uh, investments. So I don't know, is that happening in, in, your, in your neck of the woods? Not that I'm aware of, although it wouldn't surprise me, because I'm telling you, even when we're, like, just last, just just today we took three listings, and the last week we've taken seven, and so when we're going to these listing appointments, and we're sitting down with the seller, and we're pulling these comps yes. to determine where we should be pricing the home, like, we can't even go on sold. We're literally having to pull comps with pendings in them, because it just, it, like, literally we would get laughed out of half of our listing mm -hmm. appointments if we were just pulling solds, yeah. even from six months ago, because it's so drastically different. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, I honestly don't know how these prices are being justified. The appreciation though in this market is crazy and I don't, I don't know how you sustain this for much longer. Well, yeah, that's the way I see it as an investor. How, can, how long can you sustain this? And then, so let's say somebody wants to use it as a rental. Right, they they don't want it as their primary residence, but they're looking at it as okay. So I'm going to be renting this out. Well, the people that, that are going to be renting from them, if they don't have a job, how in the world are they going to be able to afford to pay the rent? I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're buying half a half a million dollar house or whatever price you're going to pay, you have to have the population, the rental population that will sustain it, that will want to rent from you. But I don't see that happening. I mean, people, they've lost their jobs. I don't know how it is like in Florida with the jobs. I guess they've gone back to the job market, I guess, right? Is that pretty much what's going on in Florida? It is. 
It is, and I think there's a I think there's a lot of people who were fortunate enough to be able to keep their jobs mm-hmm. because when we went on lockdown, you know, there are a lot of companies that realized we can do what we need to mm-hmm. um, remotely, and yeah. I don't know that they'll ever go back. So I'm really curious to see how the commercial market ends up because yeah. I would imagine there's a lot of people not buying buildings and leasing them or people not leasing buildings for their companies mm-hmm. and they realize that they can do what they need to do from a home office. That being said, though, depending on what type of rental you want in our area, mm-hmm. you know, Florida's another one, like uh, St. Pete Beach is a very popular beach in our area, St. Petersburg. Yeah. And you, like, if you're looking to Airbnb a property, mm-hmm. like, it's non-existent there. The locals just, they don't want it. They pay top dollar for those prices, and they don't want vacationers in and out of these really nice, expensive condos all the time. So, like, if you're looking for a property to Airbnb, like, that's not even an area you can get a property in. Yeah, um, and, and you know what? That's happening over here. I'm glad you brought that point up because over here, um, you like I tell everyone because, you know, I invest and I have my associations on Facebook. I tell them all, before you want to do the short-term rental, because everyone was doing the Airbnb, and I know you've heard of it, but now the cities themselves don't want that to happen. And so what I suggest to all the investors is you better call City Hall and find out if you're even allowed to do that. Like in my case, I've been doing short-term rentals for 21 years now. We had to be licensed. We still have to be licensed. So once you got your license, you are allowed to run your operation. But now in Niagara Falls, they don't want the Airbnb to be running, and and they're considered illegal. So this is obviously what you're talking about, St. Pete's Beach, the same thing, that they are considered illegal and they will get fined. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So if you're not doing, like, super long-term rentals Mm -hmm. in areas, um, I mean, that you know, you especially in this area, you know, we're advising all of our investors to take a hard look as to what it is they really want to do with an investment property because there's a lot of places that, like you just said, they're just, they're putting restrictions against those mm-hmm. types of things. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're going to see, I mean, like everyone was thinking that was the be-all and end-all Airbnb, but it's not. So there is a way of getting around it. Like, I mean, if you can run an, um, a bed and breakfast, which means you live in the home and then you can then you can serve breakfast to the people, then, yeah, you, you probably would be able to get a license or they might allow you because that certainly is the case. In you don't need a license. We, oh, you don't need a license? Yeah, yeah. We actually have an agent who's on our team who does that. He's got a big house, and okay. so there's two rooms that he rents out that yeah. way, yeah. and it's like a bed and breakfast, and you don't need a license for that here. Yeah, so that's the way they can get around it. That's how people get around it. That's why I'm telling everyone Niagara Falls. But then you have to go, you have to abide by the laws because they will, if you get licensed, and here you have to, then they will tell you, you know, what you have to do. I mean, it's like you'll have the um, the uh, fire department come in, the bylaw officer, and at one time, uh, we used to have actually the health department come in, but they've stopped doing that now, you know. But I can see that happening again, that they'll want the... Um, because because of COVID, they probably want the um, health inspector to come in also. So yeah, things are getting harder for everyone. But I know that everyone wants to go to Florida from Canada. <laughs> so you're you're in a marvelous place there, Amanda. You know, everybody wants well, to go to Florida. We usually get a lot of Canadians. We yeah. really do, and we miss our Canadian friends for sure. Yeah. I'll tell you, and we could get we could totally get down a rabbit hole talking about this. So I, I definitely don't want to do that. I'll just I'll just drop it yeah, here yeah, though. Yeah. Is that um. 
what's sweeping some of the West Coast right now are these ADUs, these accessory dwelling units. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the, yeah. yeah, the goal for the goal for these things is, you know, in order to keep a family together and not, you know, kick them out of their house. Mm-hmm. If you have a certain amount of land, you can actually build a secondary home on that land. Yes. I think yeah. up to two or three bedrooms mm-hmm. and a bathroom or two, mm-hmm. um, right on that piece of land that you already have, so that you can. Um, you know, so that you can keep these families together uh, so that they're not having to leave their houses. So uh, it hasn't made it over to the East Coast yet, and I'm, I've really just started hearing about it recently, so I've been doing a little bit of research on it. I'm curious to see how that goes, though. Yeah, it is over here, too. That's what they're looking at it because they, they can't build fast enough, right? They can't build fast enough, so they say you're allowed to do it, but it may cost like $170,000 to build something like that. So how many years will you... Will it take for you to get your return on investment? So you've got to really think hard and long for it. And now I don't know about what it is like in Florida, but over here, when anyone is is like developing a property of sorts, it costs like triple, triple the amount that it cost a year ago because of COVID. I know if it's happening in Florida, are you finding the prices for wood and two by fours and things like that are, are tripled in price now? You know, that's a great question. It's not something I've even paid attention to. And I'll tell you because we have a lot of new build in our area. So there's a lot of new build developments. And so quite honestly, that's where we're taking a lot of our buyers. Um, If they're open to new builds, we're taking them right over to these big, um, you know, these big companies that that have these big developments and selling them homes over there. So not so much where people are buying land and and developing their own homes. Yeah. yeah, no, these are like new development communities. Exactly, and that's what they're, there's a lot here, but there's a lot that have properties already. These are investors, and what they're doing is they're adding on secondary suites, but on the outside maybe, or attach the home, however they want to do that. Okay, I don't want to belabor this anymore for now, and I know we could talk forever, but I'd like to know how you're enjoying Clubhouse and how you're finding it helping your business, and maybe you could give some tips to any listeners that we have here listening. Oh, goodness. I truly, passionately believe that Clubhouse has completely changed the game for social media platforms. It has. I agree. Oh, 100%. It is. um, You know, I got asked this question the other day. You know, what's the one thing that Clubhouse has really done for you? And my response was, uh, because, you know, I'm I'm a connector. That's what I do. I'm around people all day. Yes. Uh, If you know anything about the DIS personality uh, chart, I'm a DI on the chart, and my D and my I are about equal. So I love connecting with people. Um, And uh, my answer to the question was, you know, Clubhouse has made me listen in a way that I never have before. Because usually when you're talking with people or connecting with them, most of the time you're face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of distractions or even on video. Yet this being a, uh, you know, purely audio platform, yeah. it just allows you, uh, it really forces you to listen in a different way. Um, and getting to know someone by just their voice is the coolest experience. Mm-hmm. And I have made connections on this platform. I joined January 6th, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, I didn't play with it for probably about two weeks. Okay. So I think I had, I really was on the platform with my party hat for like one day okay. um, because I just wasn't on it. 
And, and after that, I got engaged and started interacting. And oh my goodness, the connections that I've made. I mean, I'm, I've never met some of these people and I'm closer with them than I am with my own friends in real life. It's just crazy. I think it has completely changed the game for conferences. Every day you log on to Clubhouse and you pop into a room, it's like being at a different conference. So I'm so curious, and, and you don't pay any money for it, I right? Know. You would pay thousands yeah. and thousands of dollars to get the value that you could get in an hour of a room on Clubhouse, and that just completely changes the game. So um, it's bringing people all over the world together. I mean, we've got, they opened it up to Asia. We've got people from Italy. We've got people from Portugal in our rooms. Like, they're from everywhere that you can think of. Mexico, Puerto Rico, like, everywhere. And bringing the knowledge and coming together and sharing what we know. I've never seen such a sense of community. And some of these people are, like, they would be considered direct competitors. I mean, there's four people in one of our rooms that are from the Atlanta market. And they share everything with each other and everyone else. So I think it's just, it's amazing, this platform. I'm so curious. And, and the irony is we're still in beta testing for this. They open it up to Androids next month. We haven't even opened it up to a whole nother <laughs> slew of people. So we're going to have all these new people coming in. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's just been very cool. For me personally, the connections have been the most gratifying um, and the most important in my opinion. Yet, oh my gosh, I've learned so much and the referrals are, I mean, it's crazy. I'm literally working on my 10th referral from Clubhouse in, uh, what's that, January, February, March, three months, three yes. and a half months. Yes. Wow. I mean, it, it's absolutely crazy. Excellent. And you know, I just started around February the 12th, so I'm a newbie. And you're right when you asked me, you're a newbie. Yeah, I am. Complete. And I just, you know, I just come twice a month, I'm twice a week, I should say. I do come in between when I have the time, but a lot of times I'm just too exhausted because my business is so intense, you know. But I come just to listen and relax, and you're right. It's like many conferences. When I started in February, I thought, oh, this is like a perpetual radio show. That's the way I thought about it, Amanda. This is like a perpetual radio show, and like you say, you can go from room to room, so you can listen to whatever you want to learn. You can learn a language, you know. You can, like, it's everything: real estate, language, um, you know, how how to become a mortgage broker. Like everything is there. Like anything you want, it's there. So, I, yeah, it's fantastic. They have rooms for singles. They've got one room. It's called Shoot Your Shot. And it's like speed dating. They've got a room. They've got a lullaby room. I know. I'm saying that. I love it. Yeah. The lullaby room. They've got a, there's this, this group. It's a husband and wife. Uh -huh. um, and they're called the Laughing Love Bugs. Uh -huh. And they, and literally they, it's a room where you just laugh. Yeah. Because laughing brings endorphins and it puts you in a positive room. Like anything that you can think of, they have on this platform it's it's really been it's really just been great I honestly i know and how many hours you spend a day gosh i you know it's so funny the room i was in prior to this one um 
we were talking about that because you can find that on your phone. Mm -hmm. And in the last 10 days, I've been 75 hours oh. in Clubhouse. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, it's working for you, Amanda. It's working for yeah. you. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. So um, did you want to let everyone know how they get, can get in touch with you? Because, you know, this radio show is going to be all over the world. It's an Internet radio show. It's going to be on my podcast also. So can you let people know how they can get in touch with you, Amanda? Absolutely. So um, my email address is Amanda at Jeff Borum, and that's J-E-F-F-B-O-R-H-A-M.com. I also have a link tree in my bio, mm -hmm. and my link tree will take you to my website. It'll take you to a couple of other things, and that link tree is www.linktr.ee forward slash askamandadoll. Fantastic. Do you have a number you want them to call maybe at your brokerage? Sure. Okay. 727 225-7122. Yeah, sometimes that's faster, you know? Especially for me. I mean, like to, to sit down and write an email, uh, what I prefer to do is I go on Facebook and I find you on Facebook and send a message. <laughs> and if you look at it, great. If you don't, I'll, you know, I'll come back. I'll, I'll swing around and come back and see you maybe on the other social media. But uh, that's how I got in touch with you. Actually, I heard you speak. I thought, oh, my God, this woman is dynamic. I've got to have her. So I found you right away on Instagram and sent you a message and then found you on Facebook and looked for you on LinkedIn. Like, it's lovely. But, yes, I love Clubhouse, too. I think that is really changing the way we think of social media. And this is probably the way it should have been. should have been a long time ago this way, but I'm glad. And I heard, you know, I actually went to a room where they had the uh, founders, and I was impressed with such young young men that had young families. And they, they were speaking with the family there, and you could hear the children in the background. I thought, this is really refreshing. Really refreshing. Very refreshing. Oh yeah. Yeah. They do a um they do what they what they're calling a town hall meeting. Mm -hmm. It happens every Sunday at twelve PM Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. And it's the two founders and their assistant or their director and um and they literally talk about new um features that they're rolling out in the platform. Mm -hmm. They answer questions about Clubhouse. It's very, very cool. It is. Um, and they actually just reached their uh they celebrated their their first birthday, mm -hmm. and it's crazy. I mean, this application has already been valued at like four billion dollars. I, I mean, it's got a, it's got a valuation of four billion. I mean, it's nuts. I know it is. I but but it's doing so much good to the world, especially now with the COVID, right? I mean, certainly it came at the right time. Let's face it, right? And and oh, I absolutely. And I didn't even hear about it. I don't know where I heard about it. I heard about it maybe on. Uh, YouTube, or I heard about it someplace. I thought, oh my God, let me see what this is all about. And I, yeah, I was very impressed by it. And I'll continue, you know, and I'll probably, you know how it is, you you break into it and you get to know a little bit more. And I thought, because I was hosting meetings about real estate, and I thought there's so many other groups. Why not just do this because I have my radio shows? Why not just interview people who want to be interviewed, right? Because everybody wants to be interviewed by someone. I thought, hey, that's the way I can give back to everyone and, and meet great people. And when I interview people like yourself or like Eric um, and um, also Dolores, Dolores is listening in. I mean, you, you see, you know, you see each other at, at a different level and you, you start to become friends, right? Business friends. So this is delightful. I want to thank you so much, Dolores. I'm sure you have to go back to other rooms. <laughs> 
I want to thank you for being my guest this evening, and I hope everyone will reach out to Dolores, Del I'm sorry, not Dolores, Amanda Doll, I'm sorry, <laughs> do you have a middle name by Dolores? Because I've done that with people where they actually have either sister with that name or the, or the middle name, but anyways, Amanda, I want to thank you very much for being my guest, and I will see you soon. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to seeing you around Clubhouse. Okay, thank you so much. Bye, Amanda. Bye-bye. And everyone else, um, is there anyone else who would like to come up? Um, anyone else want to come up? Julie, would you like to come up? Anyone else? Kathy, did you want to say anything more? No, thank you. It was really interesting okay. listening. I'm happy that I popped in here. Wonderful. So pop back. It's every Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and then Monday at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And I already have guests lined up. So if you want to be one of my guests, Kathy, are you on Facebook, by the way? Yeah, I already asked you for a friend request. Oh, there you go. See see how fast that goes, Amanda? <laughs> I love it. The power of podcast. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to say goodnight to everyone now. It's been a long week for me and a long day. Thank you again, Amanda. Thank you, Kathy. Leslie and Julie, thank you for dropping by, and we'll see you next week. Ciao for now. Have a great, great Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. And everyone, this is Maria All Things Real Estate. Thank you for joining me. And this is directly from, from Clubhouse. And join me for the radio podcast Clubhouse Interviews with Maria Recruit. See you next week. Ciao for now. Bye-bye.